What's going on, guys? Welcome to Blue Wire Buckets. I'm Justin Rowan. You might recognize my voice from the Chase Down podcast. With me today, we're, we're putting our differences aside. The, the man that's going to do all of the heavy lifting when it comes to basketball IQ today, Mo DeKeel, uh <laughs> founder of thejumpball.net, video coordinator for the Clippers and Spurs, and the host of an Right now, it's unnamed, right? Your, your uh, mystery project still unnamed. Yeah, we haven't quite figured out the uh, the full details here of uh, what what podcast I will be doing. Uh, <laughs> You're a man of mystery. I, I appreciate it. But hold on, hold on. I do have a question though. We're putting our our, our differences aside. What differences do we have, Justin? Are we see see? I'm 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 glad that you brought that up because I was a little bit hurt the first time I was going to do a Blue Wire Buckets uh, podcast. We had a bit of a sign up sheet. I sign up. I'm like, oh, I'm doing this with Mo. Within a half hour, you dropped out, and I've taken it personally. So I'm, I'm glad you picked up on that because that that was my intention. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it would have been hard not to pick up on the fact you putting our differences aside. <laughs> I have a feud I didn't know about. No, I, I, I wasn't very subtle. We, we, we got a bit of a Jokic canner thing going on. I'm. Uh... <laughs> oh man, that's 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 brutal. Which one's which? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. <laughs> at, at this point, I don't play a whole lot of. Uh, well, I guess neither. Of them really play a whole lot of defense, so uh, we'll, we'll let you know the, what we'll let the fans decide. Y'all tweet exactly us, tell us which ones which. <laughs> we'll, we'll put out a poll. We'll we'll figure it out that way. But I want to start off with Denver Portland because uh, the the second round is really starting to live up to the hype right now, and I think a lot of people have kind of dismissed the series just because you do have Houston Golden State, which is the rematch of the conference finals, and. And everyone kind of assumes that that is essentially the conference finals for the West. But Denver and Portland are putting up one of the better playoff series that I can remember. Um, Portland has, they've been through so much. They, they've had dealt with so much adversity in the past, playoff failures, and they're coming out. They're playing great. Denver, a lot of people doubted them. Uh, they, they faced a lot of adversity against the Spurs, and, but they're showing a lot of toughness and now we have a best of three series and each one of these games has gone down to the wire so far. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm going to steal a phrase from Brian Winhurst from ESPN and, and people have been calling it the little brother series is what he was calling it. And it's, you you can kind of see that a little bit, but it's been fantastic to watch. I mean, the whole Friday night's game going to quadruple (laughs) overtime. I don't know who wanted it to end more Jokic or me. I had a migraine, so I didn't know who was, I was just like somebody, (laughs) somebody end this (laughs) after the third overtime. I was like, I'm going to die. Um, But the games itself have been phenomenal. I mean, they've been super tight. It's been, we've had some great guys really kind of stepping up. CJ McCollum has been awesome these past two games. Unbelievable. Murray was phenomenal tonight. Um, Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to, listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to out myself here if people haven't picked it up on me from from Twitter or whatnot. I was not a Denver believer um, going into the playoffs. I thought there were a lot of flaws and things like that. Granted, the way the standings worked out, things worked out perfectly for them. But I am very impressed with I, this team. I, I think your your comment, though, I don't think you should be too hard on yourself because when you look at the playoffs right now, it's a lot of flawed teams. Like, there's a lot of talent. Um, I, I think every team that has made it this far has earned it. Um, it. It doesn't really feel like there's any imposter. But each of these teams kind of has their own flaws, their Achilles heels. Um, you, you do see at times that they do make mistakes, uh, as you mentioned, Jamal Murray, great game, but he also had some 
poor decisions, unforced uh, errors. And it's just funny to see, or not funny, but it's interesting to see just how these teams rebound from those mistakes in game and and how they've overcome their weaknesses to this point. Yeah. And it's just one of those things like they've, they've done a phenomenal job. And again, impressed with both of these teams putting up the fight. They put up less than 48 hours after their, 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 this quadruple. I don't think people realize how taxing that Jokic played 60 something minutes, like 63 minutes, 60, 65, yeah. 65. That's, a, that's absurd. That, it doesn't, <laughs> it's not even comprehensible. And it's like, and let's be honest, there a lot of jokes have been made. Like it doesn't look like the dude's in the best shape of his life. I mean, he probably is, but still, like, you know, it's just that's exhausting and things like that. And and you gotta give credit to both. And it was a great game, really. You know, it was a lot of fun to watch, a lot of back and forth. I'm really impressed by it. I'm excited for this kind of becoming a three game series. I mean, I don't know how you feel, but you know, I can easily see this going seven and literally just going down to who's hot at the very right time. Yeah, uh, this series is going to be a toss-up. And uh, the other thing about this series is it's the only one that doesn't feel like it has stakes attached to it when it comes to free agency. Like, these teams have an identity. They are building for the future, and they have cores that they feel confident in. Um, So it it is interesting to see who comes out on on top. Um, You you mentioned Jokic. I I mean, Jokic is probably in the best shape of his life, but I I think people just want him to be in a little bit better shape in general. But, I mean, he was phenomenal. Like, if he was tired, the reads that he was making late in that game, uh, he he found um, Will Barton for two massive threes, uh, great pass to Gary Harris where he got a little banged up there. I, I hope that Jokic is healthy because uh, that's the last thing we want is this series to be decided by injuries. But he's been absolutely phenomenal. I'm really impressed. And, I mean, if they do advance, he, he's probably in line for a really good uh, Tylenol cold sponsorship. Oh, for sure. I mean, why is his nose always red? I know <laughs> I've, I've heard on other podcasts. I just don't understand it. But he had a great triple-double tonight. I think it's just it's it, it's been a lot of fun. I do have a question for you, Justin, and and, and I'm sure you've yes. gotten this a few times. As a Cavs fan, has it hurt you to see Rodney Hood having a good series? Or are you like, ah, eh, it's okay? I'm I'm fine with it. I mean, uh, part of what happened last year was injuries. Uh, Rodney Hood also was dealing with um, some anxiety issues with confidence, things like that. Um, I'm happy with the returns the Cavs got, and it was just kind of clear that they they weren't on the same timeline. So right. I'm I'm happy. I, I like seeing him do well. I'm happy to see George Hill do well. Uh, he was really big uh, in the Bucks last win. Um, so no, it, it's not something that I, I find frustrating because it's. I mean. Even if he played absolutely out of his mind, what does that mean? We Cavs losing five? It's not like it costs them a title, right? Right, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But this is, but it's also kind of fun thing to look at with Portland when you think about how they went out last year, and it was really like none of the supporting cast could really step up. But you know, when you look at it this year, I mean, these guys, Aminu having big games, he was awesome tonight with nineteen and eight boards. You know, you have, you know, we've had games where we've had like a Mo Harkless game. Um, yeah, Curry was great tonight. Curry was great tonight. We, uh, Cantor has been really a surprise all all playoffs. I mean, I uh, chastised one of my friends who who got all excited for Cantor signing with the Blazers, and I told him, you know, like, ah, oh, Cantor doesn't move the needle, and all I get now are, are, are text messages of needle every time he does something. So, and rightfully so, because you know I was wrong, and 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 he's been phenomenal really throughout this whole playoffs. 
um, gutting out a, a, a separated shoulder. So I've just been really kind of impressed. And it's such a, a drastic different from what we saw last year in the playoffs when all these guys really just kind of fell flat on their face. Right. And I was I was surprised with the quality of play in this game, uh, as you mentioned, coming off that quadruple overtime um it paul Millsap, we we didn't shout him out but he had a great game that one doesn't surprise me as much because he's kind of the power forward version of andre miller he doesn't really leave (laughs) his feet a whole lot um but but he's been really really good in providing that kind of veteran leadership and uh to to the nuggets but it's it's a great series and uh, we'll we'll see what happens i mean it's a toss-up i don't really have a great feel for how this is going to go Obviously, Denver has a bit of an advantage with home court, um, but these are really, really evenly matched teams, and it's going to come down to execution down the stretch. Uh, another series that is now a best of three is Toronto-Philadelphia. Um, they also went down to the wire. Kawhi Leonard, my God, has this been... It's, I mean, we we were robbed. We were robbed last year. We, we did not get Kawhi. And I think it was easy to uh, forget that he does have this playoff gear. And, and it's one of the highest playoff gears we have in the league. It's unbelievable. I mean, listen, I I now firmly believe Kawhi is the T-1000 from Terminator 2. Okay? <laughs> like that, that, is, that is genuinely what I feel like he is. He... It, it it shocks me when he misses a shot. He had a lot of turnovers today, but it still shocks me when he turns over the when there is a turnover. Like it just shocks me when Kawhi makes a mistake. I mean, it's it's he, he's just absurd. And it was, I mean, man, Justin, that shot he hit, the dagger he hit, you know, when they were down when they were up one and he hit that three. That that was just a crazy shot. Shot five for seven from three, I think was the was the line he had. He's he's average. It was a superstar shot. Like the that you that's the shot you see really special players make in a moment where special players make that shot. And you know what, the, the, what I've really appreciated about these playoffs, I'm, I'm someone that likes to look at on the bright side. And obviously it's a bit disappointing. Um, LeBron being outside of the playoffs. I, I think that that's an adjustment for a lot of casual fans, but we're really seeing just, I, I don't know if you want to call them the next generation because a lot of them are still in their prime. But Kevin Durant, I, I think, is starting to get the appreciation that he's deserved. Kawhi Leonard, I think, is reminding people of how good he is. Uh, you you look at the other series we we're just talking about. Jokic and Dame have been fantastic. You got young players in Jamal Murray that are playing well. It, it really and oh, obviously Giannis. I mean, <laughs> I mean that 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 would be a bit of an oversight. But like, there's just so much talent in this league, and I I, I think with these games being so competitive this round. Um, I, I, I don't know what the television numbers are, but I, I, I do think it, it's refreshing to see kind of a new faces dominating on, on this level. Yeah, no. And, and to, to your point, like the stuff I've been seeing on Twitter is, you know, the, the ratings have been up almost across the boards on every series. I think that's actually, you know, uh, Laker fans won't like it, but I think it's kind of a good thing. LeBron isn't out because we get to see this, right? You know, we, we get to see the next, the, the immediate wave after LeBron leaves and we get to take a look even further into the future with all some of these guys. Some of these guys are just 20, 21, 22 years old. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's 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 impressing to see all of this. It's it's great, you know, to kind of just say like, wow, the league's in really good shape for the next 10 years, you know, uh barring some sort of catastrophe. Uh I think we're we're, we're really lucky to have all of this stuff that we have in the league. I mean, in this game alone, I mean, Kawhi was just outside of his mind, but you know, the Raptors have a 
great guy and Pascal Siakam had a freaking god awful game today yeah, yeah but still has a really bright future you know would you look at the Sixers with Embiid and Simmons like those are two guys that that are corner pieces for for the franchise and I think it's a a fun sort of dynamic and I think it's something like it's just something to be excited about with basketball like people who are like oh man I don't get into basketball it's all Warriors I'm like man you are missing out this is just too much fun right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you know what? The nice thing, too, is with people getting more familiar with these other teams, these other players, the personality showing through. I mean, if LeBron and the Lakers do turn it around, then, then you have more compelling matchups, no matter what the seeding is. Um, it, I, I do think it, it's really good for the league. And I, I don't want to go too, too deep uh, with Toronto Philly just because uh, you, Dan and Carter, had done a, a good job on that uh, last podcast. Um, I, I agree with your assessment that the series is a toss up. It feels like this one's going to go seven. Um, what I did like from this game in terms of adjustments, uh, you saw a lot less Fred Van Vliet and, and not at all with Kyle Lowry, which is really nice. Um, Marcus all matching minutes with uh, Joel Embiid. So a lot right. of things that people have been calling for, but uh, Kyle Lowry and Gasol in particular being more assertive. Like, I really think that that's what this just comes down to, because when this team is being too passive and and maybe some of that has to do with the fact that they just haven't had a lot of time playing together, but there's too much talent. There's too much basketball IQ for this team to play passive. Yeah. And I think, you know, we get, you get big games from those guys really Nick Nurse pretty much went to six-man rotation with just bringing really Siakam playing heavy minutes off the bench. And Siakam really – I'm sorry, not Siakam, sorry, Serge Ibaka. Yeah. Um, Ibaka played really well off the bench for them, playing 32 minutes. Like that, I think that's kind of something we should expect down the line. The, the stuff that scares me about this game – now, if I'm from – like from the Toronto perspective is, look, Lowry has not been the most dependable playoff guy. No. So, you know, it, it, it's great. It looked like he might have figured some stuff out tonight. Hopefully this can carry over to the next game, um, you know, and, and and you need that, have to have it. It was good to see Gasol more aggressive, and I think that will continue. I think he's beginning to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, from Philly's perspective, I don't feel that down about this game. No. You know, Ben Simmons had a pretty bad game. Embiid was terrible offensively, um, still had some good offensive I'm sorry, some defensive plays. Tobias Harris couldn't throw it in the ocean today from three. I mean, he was two for 13. You know, I think there's there's areas where it's like, look, dude, we had some really bad games and we we're in a position to win this game at the end. It was similar to how I felt about game two where, like, look, they played really bad but still stole mm-hmm. it. So I think, we're, I think it's kind of along the same line. So I still think it's a toss-up. I think it's going to go either it, way. The one thing I do like is Butler kind of being the the older brother to Simmons and Embiid in the press conferences. I don't know if you saw that, but you know, him telling Simmons, like, we're not going to win if you're not aggressive. Like you have to stay aggressive. And him telling Embiid going like, you went two for seven. He's like, I'd rather you go two for 20. Just keep going. I love that. Like, you know what? And I love, you know, I, he's, he's the right amount of jerk for this. Yeah, team. I, I, I think, you know, Simmons and Embiid are a little more responsive to, to that sort of behavior than, cat and wiggins were like i I just think they're wired a little differently and this is a game that i I agree with your assessment i i think philly shouldn't be too down on themselves um there there were poor calls that went both ways um but i i think both teams probably feel that they didn't put their best foot forward like i I don't think any team either team feels really great about this one um but 
I, I just as good as Marcus all is defensively, I, I think Joel Embiid isn't going to struggle as much. Um, I think Tobias Harris was featured just a little bit too much, especially late in the game. Uh, my co-host, <laughs> the chase down Carter Rodriguez, uh, he always says, I don't think Tobias Harris wants any part of these late game shots. And yet they keep giving it to him. Um, he, he just he doesn't seem to enjoy it. And I, I think just redistributing those shots with uh, Ben Simmons being a little more assertive uh, and Bede being more aggressive, I, I think that it would help them look a lot better. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, with just, you. On just that. because you're looking poor today doesn't mean you have to look poor the next day, man. You can turn things around. You can look a little bit sharper. And for our listeners, if you want to look a little bit sharper, sharper, oh my goodness, that was a good transition until I fumbled my words. That's why we are partnering with Harry's. Harry's has been a sponsor of Blue Wire. I, Mo, did you get, have you got the uh, trial package from Harry's? I've not gotten the trial package from Harry's, and I need to shave. You know what? I I got the trial package, and I absolutely love it. I I thought I was just going to stick with the trial package, but I ended up getting renewal with replacement blades and stuff like that. Best oversight ever. Like, I'm absolutely loving it. For our listeners, you can get the trial package from Harry's by going to harrys.com slash bluewire, and you'll save $10 on a trial set, which includes a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover i love the travel blade cover i i I usually just throw my razor in in my bag it's always loose it's always around uh the travel blade cover will protect your razor and you will love your harry's shave so go to harrys.com slash blue wire to get your trial kit that's just three dollars with shipping mo it's you got to get on it i'm i'm pressuring you here i'm putting you on the spot i will get my my harry's razors trial package going Okay, well, well, for our listeners, keep Mo, keep him honest, keep him honest, keep put the pressure on him. Make sure that he's shaving. I, I want, I want ads like in the next week or two, just randomly. Hey, you shaving with Harry's yet? I, I just, people will be asking you questions about what you're seeing in game, and then just mixed in, peppered in there. Why aren't you shaving with Harry's yet? So. That's, that, that's kind of on brand. I, when I lose interest in a game, I start to, I start to <laughs> You need drift. one of those like little mirrors and you can just kind of start shaving while you're watching the game. How about that? <laughs> oh, man. Absolutely. But I mean, if you don't want to shave, you might be like our next player that we're going to discuss, James Harden, the man with the beard. Uh, big, <laughs> big game from Harden, big win from Houston. Um, that That's another game. So, this is kind of following the trend of teams that probably don't feel good about it on either side. Like I think Houston feels they could have played a better game. I I know golden state certainly feels that way. Uh, Kevin Durant was phenomenal against the Rockets. Um, But Houston just kind of executed down the stretch and and they made big plays when it mattered. Yeah. I mean, this was probably the worst Steph Curry game I've ever seen him play. Maybe since grade school. Not that I've <laughs> known him that long uh, Sick brag, but, man. <laughs> or have any understanding. Don't know him at all, but you know, figure I throw it out there. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, I just, you know, just a terrible game from the Warriors in that perspective from Steph clay wasn't that great i mean katie's been awesome really ever since and everybody's tweeting it so it's not like i'm original but like the whole like do you know who i am kind of thing and he he's done a great job reminding everybody who he is it was there were some really interesting and telling things in that game you know uh 
end of the fourth quarter, you know, it's, it's, it's game time, time to win it. And you would think James Harden would have the ball in his hands, but they're going with Chris Paul. And you just saw that, you know, it's, it's, it sucks because CP has a special place in my heart, right. Being, having been with him with the Clippers, but him just not, not being able to get away or, 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 or get any sort of, just get any separation from, from clay, who I think's still underrated as a defender, which is, is, right. is probably a conversation for another time. But just, but just, you know, it goes to overtime and, and the Rockets come up with the win. And I, it, again, it's just like you said, it's like both teams feel like they could play better. You're probably, if you're Golden State, you're like, man, again, it's, it's along the same lines of if you're Philly, it's, 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 man, we played pretty bad and we forced this team to overtime. Like this is the frustrating thing with the Warriors, right? They can play crappy yeah. and pretty much still be in games. And it, it, it and it annoys me to many levels. Right. It, well, it's, I mean, it's gotta be frustrating. I, with how talented they are, no one's going to beat the Warriors. It's whether or not a team can capitalize on Golden State beating themselves. And I mean, that's something I'm very familiar with as a Cavs fan. Like, I, I understand how 2016 went, but you have to go out there and you have to take those games. And I think your point about Chris Paul is good. Like, it's got to be tough for him because, you know, he still is reading the game at the same level. And he's just he's getting to spots just a half second slower and he just hasn't been himself and he's making the right plays out there. But uh, if for them to win this series, he he needs to kind of turn back the clock a little bit and, and go more vintage Chris Paul. And that Steph game like that's baffling, like a bad Steph game actually to me would normally look a little more like Chris Paul's line where it's like 14 points, seven assists deferring to other players because he's attracting so much attention he's just a little passive but that wasn't the case like he was assertive throughout the night it was just an absolutely terrible showing for him yeah I mean it was brutal I mean finishing off with that that layup getting rejected by the rim oh man oh um, <laughs> I mean that that I mean like that where I was like dude I could do that like, <laughs> I mean, correction I've done that yes I mean <laughs> I, I used to know. be very impressed with myself when I would go up and get blocked by the rim I'm like look I got high enough to get blocked by the rim <laughs> <laughs> right and then it's just like you have just it's, it, it's just a frustrating thing you know they the Warriors finally cut down on on turnovers but they get out rebound they give up 10 17 offensive rebounds you know so 10 plus for the Rockets in, in offensive rebounds alone uh, let me ask you this question because this is the thing that's really sort of been um, the, the the thing I've been seeing the most mm-hmm. is Clint Capella, yeah. you know, and, and Clint Capella has struggled. No question about it. There's no arguing, arguing about it. I'm there's a, a, a lot of people out there uh, saying like, hey, they should bench him. They sh- he shouldn't be playing against the death lineup. I'm of, a, of the other line of there is no way the Rockets can win if they can't find a way to make Capella a plus player against the death lineup. Like I, I don't think going small against the Warriors, if you're the Rockets this year is, is going to work out for you. I think it worked out well last year. I don't think that's the case this year. You have to find a way to make Capella useful. And I just kind of want to know where you stand on that. I I'm with you there. I, I know the numbers have been poor. They aren't as bad in the regular season, uh, Capella against the Warriors. I mean, in theory, he should be able to bring you a lot of what, uh, Tristan Thompson was able to do against the death lineup where he really was able to back in 2016 kind of neutralize that and he doesn't necessarily have the same mobility but he should be able to provide you with a lot of the same things the the other thing is they just do not have a convincing replacement to me like 
I understand in theory, you might want to go away from it just because it's been working so poorly so far. But I, I just do not believe in Amon Shump or Gerald Green. Austin Rivers has been great, and I think we see more of him. But you can't put Austin Rivers out there instead of Capella. Like you, you can't, you no. can't have PJ Tucker as your five. Like I, I just don't see that working against the Warriors. Especially because for me, you've built your entire offense around the Capella Harden pick and roll, right, and, right. and 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 his role is the idea of it will draw in the defense, and that's where you're going to find the corner guys in the corner whether it's capella getting it in the short roll and finding guys or whether it's it's hard in making that pass and, and things like that it's just it's it's uh, that's why you, when you go small you lose that and you're enti- i mean that was basically your offense almost all year was that and isolation james right and, and the offensive rebounds were a big part of why houston was able to come away with this win and that doesn't happen without clint capella i know they were outscored with him being on the floor, but he makes guys work. He he gets those second chance opportunities. And I, I'm with you. Like, I, I just think you have to keep trying at it because he, you have who you have, like guys have flaws. You have to still trust the guys that got you there. And you got to hope that they turn it around because he still does fit well with James Harden. He should fit well with Chris yeah. Paul. And it, I, I just think that that there's not a, a convincing option. There, there's no other alternative. And, and, and you, it's hard, as we talked about CP aging. It's harder to go smaller now with an aging CP. Right. Like it's, it's just not an easy situation in that regard because it's it, you know and and you know when you went small last year you had Trevor Ariza guarding KD and 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 not that he did a great job but better than what they got now yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know i'm not I'm, and that's not a shot anybody it's just a fact and i know reese didn't have a great year or anything but you know you also brought in james ennis but then you got rid of him because you didn't want to pay the tax mm-hmm. and 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 ennis has looked pretty good for philly not like i again probably wouldn't stop kd but no <laughs> I mean, but he, he would be a, he's a rotation player and yeah. i mean houston's short on that i i mean they, they can do their audits on all the calls that have gone against them and stuff like that. You, you can spend your $20 million on audits, but uh, I, I think not oh, spending man. a first round pick on a Mon Shumper would be a little more worthwhile. Like we're worried about getting uh, supporting players in there that fit a little bit better. And uh, it's, I, I don't know how many adjustments they really have. Like, I, I think they just have to play their style and hope that that's good enough. Hope that Capella can play better. Um, Austin Rivers, 28 minutes. I, I think he's going to have to stay around that just because he's been so effective against Steph. Um, do you believe that Houston might be able to capitalize on some of the dysfunction in Golden State and, and make this a series? Or do you think this was kind of their their one stand and it, it's going to be a, a gentleman's sweep? Yeah, for me from the beginning, I, I never thought this was going to be as close as people thought. People thought this was going to be like a seven-game series, and I, I didn't see it. And and that's where I have it. I have it unless the Warriors decide to just be jerks. You know, it, this, is, this is going to go five. I think they win tomorrow, and I think that – and I think at that point being down 3-1, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be dis- disrespectful, but I don't look at Harden as the type of guy that's going to bring us back from down 3-1. No. And, well, and, and he has to you carry know, such a load. Like at some point, he's going to have an off night, and I, I think it, when you're talking about three straight games at, with that kind of pressure, I, I think at some point he's going to have a tired legs game, and, and Golden State would be able to pull it out. 
Yeah. So for me, I just, I just don't think, and I think we're, 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 we're a little bit overblown a bit too much about the, the drama Yeah. sometimes around Golden State. I just, at the end of the day, I mean, these, these guys are, are pretty damn competitive and, and, and really want to win at least, you know, they want to go out as champions. I think this is the last run for this group. Yeah. And I don't think they want to, they want, they want to feel the taste of defeat at least until the finals. Yeah. And, and Kevin Durant knows that if he plays better and if he keeps putting up 40 point games, the sooner he'll be able to get out of Golden State. So, um, right. I, I, and somebody <laughs> might give him a max contract. I don't know. He's play- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he might be in line. If he keeps us up, he might get that max. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you know, the value is going up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the cap increasing players like Durant, I just think they might, he might get a max. Um, I thought mid-level before the playoffs. Now I'm reconsidering. <laughs> Sorry. Now I'm, just, now I'm just being stupid. Oh man. The, so the other series that has the potential to either be close or, or an illusion and things kind of wrap up in five or six is Milwaukee, Boston. Um, so Milwaukee really came out in game three with an impressive response. I, I think that was, that was a really, really quality win. And I think some people are, I don't know if underrated is the right word, but I just saw a lot of, Oh, you know what? They, they're finally going out and, and doing what they should be doing. But uh, that Boston team is still really talented and they are a great defense. And for Milwaukee to come out with a performance like they did in game three, it, it makes me it makes me feel like the, this series could end up being relatively short. Yeah, so I'm I'm probably of a different mind of that. I, I still think this goes six or seven um I'd like i had that. boston i'd like that I, yeah i had boston winning it um I, I i am a little bit worried about that prediction um you know Giannis was phenomenal man and 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 more to that you know you had even mentioned it you know george hill's been great really throughout this series you you had a big game from middleton i think it's just I, boston just frustrates me and it's you know i put out one of my dorky videos this morning actually or uh Sunday morning, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, you know, whenever Boston stops moving the ball, it's a problem for them. You know, I, I, I hand counted 65 half court possessions where they had three passes or fewer, and they only got 59 points out of that. Like that doesn't get it done. You're settling for Kyrie taking a very difficult, uh, shot that would, with defense in his face. Tatum took a terrible, terrible, uh, Kobe esque fadeaway at the elbow with George Hill yeah. with just one pass in that possession. Like I think they're at their best when they're moving the ball, cutting. I mean, it doesn't have that. If they just have three passes, but it's three passes where a lot there's a lot of movement. I'm good with that. But I think when they don't do that, it plays right into uh, Milwaukee's hands defensively. And I think again with Giannis, I've been harping on it. Nobody's been doing what I recommend, but I really think the way you're never going to stop Giannis. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you double team him, triple team him. The dude's a force. So my attitude is like, I'm just going to go single coverage with him, and then pl- and 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 make sure nobody else gets gets shots up. You know, they're a high volume three point shooting team, 37 threes last game, and 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 they made a high percentage of them, but they don't normally shoot that well from three. Yeah. So if I cut down the volume of threes they're taking, I'm pretty confident. I can I, I have a shot to win at the end, but Boston's got to figure out what they're going to do offensively because they can't keep doing this. I, I, I think you're right. I, I think Giannis 
It's very similar to young LeBron, where I think the best solution is to just make him score 40, like make him beat you one-on-one. Don't let the other guys get involved because he he's gifted as a passer. He, he's, he's able to find guys. And I, I think your observation about Boston, not moving the ball is, is also really, really smart. Um, I, I think some of that, at least with Kyrie, I think that's falling into how he was coached in Cleveland because Cleveland, especially when they're going against the Warriors, they did not want turnovers because Golden State's going to kill you in transition all the time. So what they would do when games would get tight, they would run that pick and roll with LeBron and Kyrie looking to get mismatches for either of them, either Kyrie on a forward that he can get by or LeBron on to Steph or the point guard. Um, so I, I think Kyrie kind of goes into that mentality of, hey, we're, we're just not going to get a turnover here. It's a tight game. And he goes out and he plays that isolation style. But the rest of the team isn't suited for that. They they play a, when they're at their best. They play a beautiful ball movement offense and they, they need to find ways to not freeze up, not get into that iso ball mentality and, and just trust that they're going to be able to generate good looks. Yeah, I mean, they got a lot of great passers. Horford's a guy that can quarterback an yeah. offense for a little bit. I think Hayward's a guy. I mean, he had five assists last game. Um, I think he's a guy that you can use to to quarterback a few things here and there and and, and relieve that pressure from from I, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie <laughs> um, and, and and make things uh, easier for him. I just think it's just it when when they whenever it breaks down, like. Listen, I want you to break the offense and go one on one in the last ten seconds of the yeah. shot clock. I don't want you to do that with 17 seconds on the shot clock. And it happens too many times where I see that. And it's not just Kyrie. It's Tatum. It it drives me insane whenever it's Marcus Morris. Cause I'm just like, you, dude, I, the, the bucks will pay you for that. <laughs> you know, to continue to do that. Like they would yeah. love that. So it's just those. And then it just breeds. One guy does it. The next guy does it. And then, then Jalen Brown's doing it. And you're just like, no, no, no. Like, all right, I already know how this game is going to end. Like, I'm just yeah. leaving now. Um, and it's frustrating. And, and so. some of that might be Let frustration me, too, right? Like when you're going up against a yeah. defense that's as long and talented as Milwaukee, you you can get frustrated and you, you can start abandoning what got you there at that point. Yeah, and I mean, there are still opportunities. I mean, listen, I, I'm a fan of the mid-range. I don't think it's, it's dead like mm-hmm. people think. And there's opportunities with, you know, Whenever you go at Lopez, he's still in drop coverage. Everybody else is switching. He's in drop. So if you can get the pick and rolls with Lopez in there, you're going to have that mid-range shot or that pop to Horford. Um, but they kind of have gone away a little bit from that and and really started to be more one-on-one stuff. But let me ask you mm-hmm. this question. Um, there's, there's stuff I'm reading. I'm not sure if he's going to be back, but if Marcus Smart plays game four. Now, Malcolm Brogdon's already been right. ruled out. That, that's already been out. I haven't seen anything one way or the other with smart. I saw some stuff of him doing more and more stuff on the court. Can Marcus smart make a difference in game four? I, I think so. I, I think especially if he's cutting into minutes for Terry Rozier, um, he he might not have the, the touch offensively, but I, I just think his, his disruptive presence on the defensive end, um, his, his ability to kind of be a, another creator on offense. I, I, I just think that he's kind of the the heart and soul of that team uh, a lot of the time. And um, even though he is a flawed player, I, I do think rusty or not, he, he can go out there and make a difference. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm curious. I, I hope he plays just cause I want to see it. 
Um, you might need a short leash. You, you might need a bit of a short leash if he's a little erratic and, and he's not playing within the flow of the offense, but I, I think you have to try it. Well, yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is the season for Boston right now. If they knock, if they tie this up at two, two, I, I, I will be confident in this going seven. Obviously if it's three, one, this thing is going to be over relatively quick. All right. Give me your game four prediction then. Uh, I'm going to go Boston. Okay. With, with, with that one. Um, I don't know how much of that is just my heart and wanting some good more, more basketball, but uh, uh, I just, I think they can, I, I don't think they're going to have three bad games in a row. I, I respect it. And I, I think this series has the potential to produce some really, really memorable games. Like I, I think if this series ends without a game going really close down to the wire, I'm, I'm going to be disappointed because the, these are two very talented teams and there's a lot at stake for Boston with uh, Kyrie's free agency looming. But um, this was a lot of fun. I'm interested to see how these series uh, wrap up, um, especially with two of them. Being- oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I did a prediction and you didn't do a prediction. I feel like you're <laughs> setting me up, Justin. That's some shenanigans. That is some shady tomfoolery. I will not have that. You tried to hoodwink me. We are not leaving till I get a Justin Rowan prediction. Oh, my God. Goodness, my goodness. I'm trying to be the passive Canadian here. Yeah, I'm not going to take a stand, but uh, I'm going to also go with Boston. I I think that they bounce back. I, I think that uh, they do a better job containing Giannis. So, uh, yeah, let, let's get another best of three. I, I, I want more best of threes because it, I, this round has been fantastic and I'm, I'm not ready for any of these series to, to wrap up quickly. So um, now that no, I've got a prediction in prediction and can i can i wrap this up uh yes but we almost had a meet me in winnipeg moment i just want you to know justin (laughs) oh boy i I don't need another one of those i do not need another one of those but uh thank you so much mo for putting your grievances aside i'm slurring my words and that's great that's that's fatigue that's not drinking um but that's all right uh thanks to mo thanks to our listeners you guys have been awesome with your support of the podcast remember the best way to support us is by leaving a rating leave a review subscribe unsubscribe resubscribe take advantage of apple's broken metrics and tell your friends and family about it uh word of mouth is a great way to help us grow So go out there and get those buckets.